Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks in. Listen Me. to that voice. I'm Listen back. to the voice back on the airwaves. Yes. Arisen from the dead, yes. essentially. Yes. I don't want to call it a near death experience, but you did have the flu. I had the flu. So, I, I forgot yeah. you could get the flu in this day. The and only age. person in the world that's gotten sick over the last two years and, you know, luckily did not, you know, have Yeah, COVID this guy yet. tested negative a bunch of times, but yeah. I definitely had the flu. So uh, I'm feeling much better, you know. Yeah. Um, still, uh, still ramping back up, but I feel awesome. Super psyched to be back. It was like, uh, I was like Tuesday night, you know, I slept 21 straight hours from Tuesday Which I through texted Wednesday. you. Sounds kind of amazing. Like given the circumstances, yeah. not ideal. It was but... less fun than you would think, but it was also at times it was pretty wild. It well, was definitely disorienting. If you, nothing else. You texted me this, but I think it's so true. Like when you take a nap during the day and you're sick and you wake up, it's very disorienting. It's so disorienting. Like if you wake up and it's dark out, you're like. Is it tomorrow? Like, what's going on here? So, it sounds like you had a rough week. I did. I did. But it's progressively better. Like, from, nice. from Wednesday on, it's just been an uphill climb. And, and I do. I feel awesome today. Like, I would say I'm at, like, 97%. So, it's, it's pretty good. Did you miss all the Eagles quarterback talk? I know oh, you yeah. missed it, right? It's all I, mean, I could think about was, yeah. like, man, I wish I could be talking about the quarterback I right know. now. I will say, of, of all things, like, if I could pick any day not to miss, it's February 4th. So, like... That was about, you know me. Not like a coincidence that, you felt better on February 4th. I know. That you is, like rose up and be like, oh, it's time to tweet about that Nick That is my favorite day of the year. It is my favorite thing to talk about. My single favorite topic. We'll obviously get into that Because of the James today. Harden's rumors? Yeah, of course. Right. What else would it be on February 4th? Yeah. Um, no, I'm happy to be back. I feel much better. And uh, what a treat. What we, for those who don't know, obviously Ray and Ray and Glenn are on before us. You know that. Yeah. But, but we always get the opportunity to come in here and, 
and just banter with Ray in the break, and it is a, it's a very cool thing. So we got Ray's thoughts on The it. second coolest thing. First thing is that you're back. Oh, buddy. You know, too kind. Too kind. Legends well, walking around the studio right now. <laughs> well, it's very cool to be back, and I, I definitely didn't want to miss the show, so I'm, I'm super psyched to be back. I'll be back on Monday. I'm good to go. Um, and, and so much going on. Obviously, for me, it's like a whirlwind. I come back, I'm like, you know, I spent, day, again, 21 hours, right. no idea what's happening. I'm seeing all these different things and stuff, and I'm back. And look, uh, this is Goldberg's Radio. Obviously, but but whenever there's something going on in the Philadelphia sports sphere, whether it's Phillies or Sixers or, let's be honest, it's never the Flyers, but right. Phillies or Sixers, we always want to want to, you know, bring it on the table. This is sports radio WIP. So yes. so we're gonna talk a little a little Sixers bit of both because I think they're connected. With the Eagles yeah. today, so so combo, and of course we'll get into look Doug Peterson Super Bowl Fifty Two. There's so much on the table, but but I want to start with the Harden stuff and the Maxi part. Yes, and look. Um, all kinds of rumors flying around. And, you know, it's one of those things where I think, I don't think anyone thought if a trade happened during the season it would be James Harden. I think we all thought that would be in the offseason. And then last night, Shams comes out with the Shams bomb and is like, actually, game changer. This could happen at the trade deadline or before the trade deadline. All kinds of theories going around. Maxi won't be included. Can Maxi be included? All that stuff. And look, I ultimately think that if this trade happens before the deadline, I don't think Tyrese Maxey will be a part of it. I really don't. I think they will be able to, I think they have enough leverage with what I think happened, where I think James Harden has gone to the Nets and said, I ain't playing for you next year, so figure it out. You want to trade me now? Cool. You want to do a sign trade offseason? Cool, but I ain't signing here. So that's what I think mm-hmm. is happening. And if that's the case, I think the Sixers have a lot more leverage than people realize because they can wait till the offseason. You want to maximize and be now, but you can wait if it's worth the haul. Um, so I disagree with you on that. Do you want me to interject now? Sure, go okay. for it, go for it. So I don't think the Sixers have the leverage. The Nets have the player the Sixers want. Ultimately, that gives them the leverage. The Sixers need Harden but more not than— not if that player doesn't want to be there. On. We've yeah. seen this with Harden already right. and many players. But the, the, Sixers, is the Sixers need Harden now. The East is wide open. Embiid is playing at an MVP level. If you get Harden now, then you get another postseason run with him that you wouldn't otherwise. Okay, right? I get it. And the Nets can say, look, you're right. Harden probably is not going to resign here. Maybe he's told us that. But— a lot can change in a few months, right? Mm-hmm. We'll get to the offseason. Maybe he changes his mind. Maybe uh, Durant gets healthy and we make a postseason run. You win the title. And then, who knows? Harden's mind changes. So, ultimately, I think that the Nets have the leverage in this situation. But w- what's really floored me this week while you were sick is just – and I think this ties to the Eagles with Jalen Hurts as well. The insistence by the fan base not to trade Tyrese Maxey. Like, what are we talking about here? It is James Harden. It is Bradley Beal. It is, like, impact. It's Damian Lillard, right? Like, these are the players the Sixers are going after, and it's going to require Maxi to get those players. And that's Not necessarily, the, that's the but price it of could. Doing. It could. It will, in my opinion. You're oh, right. You're I, right. It might not. You I really don't know. think it's going to. Beal's a different story, but, but for Harden, I really don't think it'll include Maxi. But regardless, let, let's assume it does. Right. Tyrese Maxi is a nice player. I think he has upside. He is not going to be Bradley Beal, James Harden, or Damian Lillard. Those players are like top 10, yeah, top 15. I mean, guys. Harden and Beal are, you know, arguably, I think they were top 50 players of all time, or at least like in Beal's that not. Is, Harden. No, no, Beal's not. I'm saying Harden and Lillard. Okay. Right? I mean, Harden definitely is a top 50 player of all time. Dame's probably not there yet, but he's, but he's certainly in the top discussion. 100 for sure. Bradley Beal has been one of the best scorers, just the scoring aspect, one of the best scorers in the NBA over the past few seasons. Like, these are the guys the Sixers need. If you have a chance to get those guys and pair them with Joel Embiid, you trade Tyrese Maxey in a second. And the reason I think this relates to Jalen Hurts is it's a little bit of the same discussion. 
if you have an opportunity to go get Russell Wilson, to go get Aaron Rodgers, the Deshaun Watson situation is obviously complicated from a pure talent standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. Like Deshaun Watson has proven he can be a top five quarterback. It is not a knock on Jalen or Tyrese Maxey to say you would trade those guys to get this elite level talent, to go get the guy that is elite right now. I like Tyrese Maxey. I said last year during the playoff run, he was already better than Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. And I think that's been proven correct. Like, I think he has a high high upside. I love his attitude. To me, he has the attitude that you need from your perimeter player of like a score, right? He attacks the bucket hard. He is shooting 40% from three this year, which is definitely noteworthy. But he's not Bradley Beal, James Harden, or Damian Lillard. Just like Jalen Hurts, really good year this year, in my opinion. Exceeded expectations from a lot of people. Got them to the playoffs. He's not Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, or Deshaun Watson. Could they turn into those players? Yes, anything's possible. But the, the Sixers specifically are a win-now team. They, they have arguably the MVP of the NBA. If not the MVP, certainly in the top three, top two for no that question. award. Right? No question. You go and you go get the guy to help Embiid win right now. The East is wide open. The Nets are a mess. The Bucks, I think, are a bit of a sleeping giant. I think they'll they'll play better in the playoffs. But the, outside of that, like the Bulls have basically no playoff experience. The Sixers are right there, but they need somebody else. Tyrese Maxey is not that guy right now. He can't be that guy right now in his second year. So, yes, if it comes down to it, you're right. Maybe it doesn't take Maxey. But if the Nets call Daryl Morey today and go, you know what? We will trade you James Harden and give you another full postseason run with him, but we need Maxey, then you have to do it. I'm not betting on Maxey's upside to pass over a talent like a James Harden. So I actually agree with you on that specific point. Like, I don't want to trade Maxey. I love Maxey. I think I like him more than you do in terms of what I think he can become. I think he has a, a pretty high ceiling. Like, I think he could be a top 50 player in the NBA, which is a legitimate... Do you think he can get to averaging like twenty seven? No, look, I don't. I, I'm. I don't think Tyrese Maxey's ceiling is worth not trading for James Harden in the moment and taking advantage of Embiid. You have the best player in basketball right now. Whether he's the MVP or not, like right now, Joel Embiid is the best, playing like the best player in the sport. You maximize that, especially a big guy. You know how long he's going to last. Obviously, we know the injury history. We know the the history of guys that big in the NBA. Like yeah. you, like. Who knows what his window is? He's already surprised us. I think a lot of people thought by now Embiid would be much more injury-ridden, much more, you know, wouldn't expect him to hold us up as hold held up as well. He's he's, I think, surprised in that way. And yeah. I think that makes us feel more bullish about his future than I would have three, four years ago about how long he could last. But no matter what, like three years, four years, five years, like at this level, like at best case, like you take advantage of that. Yes. You have a chance to win a title. The Sixers have not won a title since nineteen eighty three. Uh, like your lifetime, my lifetime. I was two years old. That doesn't count. I've never and seen the Sixers old. win a title. I'm old. Yes. I've never seen the Sixers win a title. Like, I'm all in. Like, it is hard to win a title in the NBA, especially the NBA, where it's the same franchises our entire life. Yeah. It's the Bulls. It's the Celtics. It's the Lakers. It's the Warriors. Like, last year, the Bucks, the Raptors. Like, that was rare. It's weird when a, a team that's not one of those behemoths our lifetime wins it. It's open this year. There is opportunity this year. I get it, and I agree. Like, you do what it takes to get Harden. I just think that Maxi. I think you I think you underrate Maxi and what he can be. And I, I, To me, Maxi is – some will take this as an insult. I don't think it is. I think he's like Lou Williams, like a nice scorer in bunches. I think ideally – like, he can start for you, but I think he'd be excellent coming off the bench. He could be a great six man. I think he's better than that. 
I don't. I mean, Lou Williams was, was pretty good. Really nice player. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't see. I, mean, I think Maxi could be. I think Maxi could be the third best player on a championship team. I don't think he could be the second best player on a championship team. Maybe you might be right about that. And I think your point about Joel was a good one. And I think again, that's why you need somebody else. Like Joel has shown through no fault of his own. He's a big guy. He's a center. The, all the minutes of the season wear down him, especially in the playoffs where you're playing. You know the games are closer together. His body can't hold up for postseason runs. You cannot go into the postseason again with Joel having to be the guy on both sides of the ball because he has to be both sides of the football, both sides of the court. Like, he, he can't have to be your best defensive player and your best offensive player. So if I'm the Sixers, like, Joel is a top-five player in the league right now, like, flat-out, dominant, all those things. You go get somebody that can pair with him, and you could win it right now. But I think the, the interesting question that I want to pick your brain on, since I haven't been able to talk to you all week, I know. is that when we talk about Tyrese and Jalen Hurts, I feel like a lot of times there's a connection that the fan base feels to them that is not specifically related to their skill set. And they're both talented, so I don't mean to diminish that. But I think when you hear pe- callers talk about them or when I talk to people or, you know, on Twitter or whatever, a lot of it's like, man, I just don't want to give up on Hurts. Like, he, you know, off the field, he's a leader. You know he's a hard worker, all those things. I love this guy. Like, one of exactly. those things, like, I love this yes. guy. I love rooting for him. Yep. I love him representing my team, all that stuff. And then with Tyrese, same uh, thing. Yeah, same it, thing. Tyrese Maxey, super likable, right. hard worker, twenty-first pick it. in the draft, and is exceeding exactly. expectations. He gets all it. This is a guy that enjoys playing here, which you hear for Jalen. And I think it's an interesting discussion on like, have have people become too attached to those players? Where it comes to like, we're talking about turning down James Harden for Tyrese Maxey. We're talking about people this week got mad at me because I said I would trade him to get Bradley Beal. We're talking about sticking with Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Like, and part of me sees the argument for it, but also I, do we have to take a step back and say, are we too attached to these players? Are we, like, not seeing the forest through the trees here? I mean, the Sixers could win it all this year if they trade Tyrese Maxey. The Eagles could be, will, would be a better team next year with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers than they would be with Jalen Hurst. That's not a knock on those guys. That's just reality. And it just feels like we've all lost the uh, – the perception of what's, like, the reality of this situation. No, I think it's a really fascinating point and a fascinating discussion because I do think that we are guilty of that in the past. I think we've done that before with, with players where we value that player more than they are actually worth when it comes to their league and their sport. Do you like having a player that you like to root for more or a guy that you think is better is kind of the question, too. Because, like, like, Jalen Hurts is, like, awesome to cover. He's very fun to watch play to a certain extent. Obviously, the, the passing game struggles with him at quarterback. But, like, Tyrese Maxey, you know, he has that type of – he attacks the basket. Like, he's the, he's the type of player I like. Like, I like a Tyrese Maxey style. But, again, we're talking about elite-level players you can acquire here. Yeah, and, and Russell Wilson, I think, is a really interesting example because, look, I think Aaron Rodgers is interesting too, but Aaron Rodgers is Unrealistic. Five, un, a, unrealistic. There's 0% chance he's coming here. Yes. And also, like, he's literally five years older than Russell Wilson. That does matter when we're talking about a 23-year-old in Jalen Hurts and wanting to know what he can become and also the potential to, you know, draft another quarterback if that doesn't work out and try and find that young guy, the, our own Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or whatever you want to call it, like that guy that we can have for the next 10 to 15 years. Right and be set at that position. But it is fascinating with Russell Wilson because I have, you know, I've said I'd rather have Hurts next year and all that. And but but when you look at what happened this year and you look at a team like the Bengals, the Bengals won six games the last two years. Six games and they're in the Super Bowl. 
And it's all because they got the guy. Yeah. It's all because they have Joe Burrow. That's it. Like, I mean, they, they have good talent around him. Totally. But, like, he's the reason. He is the reason. He changed everything for that yeah. team. He is the culture setter. He is the talent at the most important position in the sport. And I do stop and say, like, am I crazy for not wanting Russell Wilson here? Like, Russell Wilson, who I think people have been way over dramatic oh, about. 100%. How he's fallen off a clip. Dude, like, he, he got top, hurt. He had a top five pass rating in the hurt. NFL last year. Yeah. Too. And yeah. also, he got hurt for like the first time. This is not a guy who's ever gotten yeah. hurt. He's always known how to take tackles, how to protect his body. Like you would think that stuff ages well. He is a a way better passer right now than Jalen Hurts is, and honestly, probably a better passer than Jalen Hurts will ever be. Like, yes, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been Russell there. Wilson's a top twelve. Uh, maybe that's a stretch. He's a top fifteen quarterback of all time. Top twenty, I think, is in the discussion. Okay. I, I don't think I could put him quite there. Yeah, yet. I'm not probably not twenty five. Like I'd have to list it out. But like Russell Wilson is a a. Uh, on a potential Hall of Fame track. Oh, he's already a Hall of Fame. I, I think if he never played another down, he would be in the Hall I don't of Fame. know, but I think he's close. Either way, I think he's like right there. And again, he's won a Super Bowl. Like, are we, are we, do we overrate our guys here? Do right. we overrate Jalen Hurts because he's young and there's still some potential there and there's upside and he's super likable and he carries himself the right way and he's like a perfect fit for this city in that position? Like, do we have a tendency to overrate our guys? And I think this Maxi thing is a really fascinating example I, of it as well. I think well. the Maxi thing, too, it's being, like, swept up in the moment. Like, he had a really good game against the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies. Like, he's had games where, and honestly, a lot of them comes when, when Joel doesn't play, but, like, where he, you know, he gets 30-plus points, and you can see it. But, again, like, Bradley Beal averaged 30 points last year. Bradley Beal I doesn't shoot 40%, but he shoots 30. He's, he's, bit, he's bad this year. He's been bad this year, but he's still averaging more than Tyrese yeah. Maxey. Like, he's, he's in a still bad better situation. Than he's right clearly now. not fully invested. They both right. are. Harden and Beal are better than Tyrese Maxey right now. There's it's no not, not even a question. Yeah, it's like not, significantly better. Yeah, like it, noticeably better. And Maxey, Maxey, let's be honest, is not going to be those guys. I like Maxey, but you have to recognize what his ceiling is. And being Bradley Beal is hard. Bradley Beal has been, other than maybe Durant, like the top scorer in the league over the past Well, Harden, years. too, yeah. Yeah, uh, Harden, with, since he's gone to the Nets. Nets, a little bit less. Has fallen down. Double-digit yeah. assists. Harden just like, oh, no problem. I'll just get over 10 assists each game for the right. last four years. You know, whatever. So, so if you were if you were Daryl Morey, what, like, what would, to what lengths would you go to get Harden now? I mean, I would trade Maxi. I would if would I had you do to. like Ben Thibel Max. No, I don't think. Again, I think that's too much. I think. I think for me, it's either Thibel or Maxi that, I, and I would prefer to put Thibel in a deal than Maxi. But I don't think you have to give up Ben Thibel and Maxi. I think you'd have to give up Ben and one of the two to get Harden. Who Who would you be more afraid to give up on? Jalen Hurts or Tyrese Maxi? Tyrese Maxi. So for me, it's Jalen. Really? I yeah, because I think Maxi is what he is. And I don't like everyone can improve. Oh, see, I think but, that, but like he's twenty-one yeah, but, years old or whatever, right? But and I think as part of this right. discussion, you have to take into account like position and value and sure, all that stuff. Sure. And Jalen Hurts like could turn into a better quarterback, and then you have uh, the most important position mm -hmm. in sports. Tyrese Maxey, to me, like I don't think Maxey will ever be the best perimeter player on a championship team. I think to your point, he could be like the third slash fourth best type player, like someone that you can use in spurts, but he's never going to carry you. Jalen Hurts could develop into somebody that could carry you. Like, it could happen. There, the, we, we all see the flaws in his game. But this year, he probably was already a top 16 quarterback, like top half the league. You could, you know, argue yeah, 15, 16, 15 17, to 20, whatever. Range, wherever it is. He, yeah. he's, he was right there. They, they got to the playoffs with mm -hmm. him. So if it, was, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd be more afraid of Jalen Hurts coming back to bite me than Tyrese Maxey. I would much, be much more afraid of Tyrese Maxey coming back to bite me. I think Tyrese Maxey, what he has shown – 
as the 21st pick in the draft, as a 19-year-old kid coming in here, whatever he was, 18, yeah. 19, has shown like the the growth that he has shown over this time and the ability, the fearlessness, all this stuff. I think Tyrese Maxey's ceiling is higher than than you're giving him credit for. I really yeah. do think he can turn into more than he is, and I think the 40% shooting this year is a, an example. And also, Matt, the thing you like about both guys is you know both guys are going to work their butts off yeah. To, to do that. Like, they're going to get the most out of their potential, I believe, at least from a, from a working perspective. You need coaching, you need help, all that. But, like, in terms of, like, what can I myself do to maximize my physical potential, I think both these guys are the type of guys who are going to do everything they can to maximize. It, so that's, that, that's an interesting part of, I think, why we like them so much. It may be part of my view is coming from the fact that I don't think the Sixers have a le- – a legitimate chance to win the title if they don't make a trade. Like, as currently constructed, I, I, would agree I do that. not believe they have a legitimate chance. I think they have a, a small chance because I think, you know, even though he hasn't done it yet, if Embiid does, you know, stay healthy, stay fully committed for the playoffs and dominates, like, I think anything can happen when you have a top three, top four guy in the NBA. Right. But I agree. I think it's a very small percentage chance that they don't. And that, again, that's like, then go get the guy to pair with him. Like, don't pass up that opportunity to bet on the potential of Maxi. Like, it just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem like a good bet to me. It's not not a risk worth taking. So so two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Some some interesting thoughts on the table. One, do we overvalue our players, and is that coming into play in this Tyrese Maxey situation, and in the Jalen Hurts pers- situation when compared to a Russell Wilson, James Harden on the other end, and also whose future do you believe in more? Yeah, Jalen Hurts for Elliot, me for Tyrese Maxey. Where do you come down on that? And then of course, like like we talked about, Doug Peterson got a job. Super Bowl 52 anniversary yesterday. The Jason Kelsey interview. The Jason Kelsey interview. So much on the table. We'll get to that throughout the show, but obviously if you want to call in on that, call in now, 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time these days with not our original Tom. Shout out to Tom in Abington. Yep. But our other Tom, Tom in Vancouver. What up, Tommy? Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? What up, Tom? How you doing? Good. Glad you're back with us, James, in good shape. Me too, pal. Me too. I know. Me it's, too. it's so quiet on their waves when, he, when he's not there. Like, I listen to this show, and I'm getting ready for him to come on. And he just He's a homesick. So, yes, yeah. it's nice to have him back. Look, yeah, and the fact of the matter is, James, you generally have really good value add to the conversation. So I like it when, uh, when you can squeeze in there and make Thanks, some comments man. on your I, show. I appreciate that, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. The um, – I'm going to be very brief on the on the Sixers part. I know it's an important part of the conversation. There are other yeah. callers who are more knowledgeable about than me who are, are going to comment on it. Don't, don't diminish. I, don't I, diminish yourself. Tom. I think no, you can talk I, I get it, yeah. Tom. Play to your strengths, right? Yeah, that's that's right. But uh, but uh, but thanks, Elliot. So I I think Embiid is an amazing, phenomenal player. He's just got a relatively short shelf life, and yeah. he's a bit of that unique position being the center, right? He's not being the, 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 the point guard or what have you. So I really think that uh, I agree in the sense that they, there's a window of opportunity, and the window is now, and B's not going to be able to do it on his own. He just can't. No. And so if there's an opportunity to go for a guy like, uh, like Harden, I would tend to do that. I can totally see people, though, who say, well, then what you're saying is it's win now or we've got to rebuild the whole damn thing because we will have lost Maxi or what have you. Yeah, so, but in that instance, that. I mean, Bradley Beal's 28, Harden's a little older, but I think Harden's still probably Harden's has, 32. Yeah, so I think he still has three, four more years of, of high-level play. So I think this, in other way, like protects you against an Embiid injury because then you have another guy, like who's already that guy. You know, so I see your point about if Embiid gets injured, you kind of have to rebuild anyway. But if you have a Harden, a Beal, or a Lillard, then you already have another guy right there to help that rebuild. 
Right. Got it. Got it. So, okay. I want to also comment on the Russell Wilson thing. I completely think the Eagles should try to get Russell Wilson if they can. I mean, anyone who, like, if, if Howie had his binoculars out and he was watching the Pro Bowl, watching the Russell Wilson knock off the oh, I know. Yeah. That was incredible. So yeah, I it, mean, it, his accuracy was on full display there, for sure. Yeah, and living near Seattle, I can tell you, uh, like, when I hear a lot of callers call in, they're critiquing Russell Wilson, they're saying, look, what has he succeeded with and all the rest of it. He has had a terrible O-line. Yeah. He's had a coach that cares about defense and running the ball. He has not had a good fit. He would be much, much better in Philadelphia. I agree, 100%. And I think when people look and they go like, oh, well, you know, he has DK Metcalf and all that. Like, he's had a terrible offensive line. We see in Philadelphia. His entire career. We, we yeah. see in Philadelphia how much more the offensive line matters in receivers. The receivers. Eagles have not had good receivers over the past few years, but they're consistently in the playoff hunt because they have one of the best offensive lines in the league. So if you put him behind that offensive line, yes, it's a drop-off in receiver talent, but he has Devontae Smith, so I think he would have plenty to work with. And look, I think no matter what, whether it's Russell Wilson or Jalen Hurts, there will be a better number two or number one receiver, whatever you want. And Devontae's the two if they go out and get Right, legit, legit. I think the Eagles will do something at the wide receiver position this offseason. Oh, for sure, 100%. All right, I want to pretend you guys are my editor, and I'm coming to you with a story, and I'm giving you what my uh, what my uh, title or uh, my headline would be for the story, and like you're going it. to critique it. Okay. Eagles on Eagles crime. Can interdivisional rival games get hotter? So I, I don't understand here. So we're, we're saying what we think, if that's true or not? You're, well, you're going to tell me, Tom, that's a terrible, terrible headline. Okay. No one's gonna know I, like, I don't even know what it means. I think it sounds exactly. catchy, that's but I don't know problem. what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what so I'm, I'm clicking on, but now. I'm clicking. Yeah. I'm going to make the comment now, and then you guys can, uh, you, you guys can talk about it. Okay. AF, the AFC South looks – next year, we're playing them. Interdivisional. Oh, I like this, Tommy. That's fun. We'll get into that. It's a great point. Tommy, always a pleasure, brother. Good okay, you, you guys too. Have a great day. See you, buddy. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, look, playing the AFC South this year, and look, we don't even know if Carson will be the starter for the Colts. Like, who knows how that's going to play out? But if he is, and with Doug and Jacksonville, really fascinating matchups coming well, up Well, and year. Doug versus Carson twice a year next year. Which is a beautiful yes. thing. I almost hope Carson keeps that job. All right, 215-592-9494. Get in now. A lot on the table. Where do you stand on this Maxi versus Hurts thing. Whose future do you believe in more? And what do you think the Sixers should do? I know we don't talk a ton of Sixers on this show, but it's WIP. It is the most important topic in Philly sports at this particular moment. Um, would you trade Maxi for Harden if you had to? And uh, where do you stand on these two guys? And, uh, of course, again, Super Bowl 52, Doug Peterson. We'll dive into that more coming up next as well. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that it is a great time of year. The big game is a week away, college and pro sports. Uh, College and Pro Hoops are in full swing. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app has your sports betting game plan. Winners need a game plan, right? The Parks Sportsbook app. It's the only sportsbook app that we here at Go Birds recommend, as does John Ritchie, Mike Quick, Joe Conklin, Jody Mack, and so many more. Join us and be part of the home team at Parks. All the sports action plus 24-7 action at the Parks online casino. And it's all right in the palm of your hand. Nobody does live in-game better. Live in-game betting better. Wait until you experience the thrill. It really is a wild ride and a real opportunity to make money with the live in-game betting. Uh, the action unfolds, and uh, we'll find out the live in-game betting in the big game, Cincinnati and Los Angeles. So many ways to wager on that game and many others. Bet on player performances like touchdowns and passing and rushing yards and what team will score first and last. The Park Sportsbook app is safe and easy to use. You can bet on more than just the score. Check out same-game parlays, which are going to be a blast for the big game. 
and so much more. New customers can make their first bet risk-free up to $500, a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app in the App Store or click parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded inside credit. The website has all the details. Get in on all the action now. The Park Sportsbook app. It's game time. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Nice to be back, man. Yeah, we were, you know, we're missed. Uh, it's also fun not to be sick. I'm sure. Yeah, fun not to be sick first and foremost. Yes. And also, like, I love being home. I love watching TV. I love you know hanging with my wife and all right. that. But like, you know, four straight days of not leaving the That's house. A lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. nice to be back talking to you, talking yeah. to our people. It's a beautiful day. Doug P's back. Doug P. Dougie P is back. Quick thoughts. Doug P getting the Jacksonville. I, I think Jacksonville is a great spot for Doug. And I know like saying Jacksonville is a great spot for anybody just sounds counterintuitive. Yeah, it like, does. Whoever goes there and succeeds. But I think Doug is built for Jacksonville. Like they don't need special. They need like stable. Competent. Yeah. yeah they need competent, stable. Like Doug's not going to rock the boat. He'll go there. They won't, they won't probably like win a playoff game or two, but he has Trevor Lawrence. So who knows? And I do think. Doug sometimes didn't get enough credit. Like, so many people say, well, it was John D. Flip or it was Frank Reich. Like, Doug's the head coach. Yep. Like, he deserves credit. He called the plays. And, and I, like, he did develop Carson. Like, I know Carson got and hurt And then took Nick and, and won the Super Bowl. Like, Absolutely. he has to. I know the other guys were involved, but Doug deserves credit for that. And look, uh, he had one bad year. Yeah. He had one bad year. Yeah. And it was just yeah. gone. Like, I I said during the season to you on a pod that that I didn't want Doug to go to Jacksonville because, you know, Jacksonville. And I poor Doug. I was like, I don't want Doug to go to Jacksonville. And just, it's horrible. But now the way this played out and was seeing that it looked likely he wasn't going to get another job, I think that would have been worse for him to go through the cycle interview and all that and not get a job than to take the Jacksonville job. So I'm I'm happy for Doug. I think Jacksonville's a good spot for him, like personality-wise and all that. So I also think Doug will will last there because he's got Lawrence. He's not gonna rock the boat and he'll be competent, and that's what Jacksonville needs. Like if he can go there and win seven games, he'll be a rock star there. And I think it'll be good for Trevor Lawrence's development too. Like Doug might not be able to scheme up these like super elaborate, like, cutting-edge offensive plays. But he knows, like, the West Coast offense. He has, like, a strong knowledge of, like, what a competent NFL offense looks like, and that'll be enough for Jackson. 215-592-9494. If you want to chime in on Doug, of course, we would love to take your calls, and we'll get in the Super Bowl Come 52. To he comes to Philly next year. As well, yeah, which will be really fun. And uh, and Maxier Hurts, whose future you believe in more in this whole Maxi in a hardened deal thing and the the crazy response that has gotten. I mean, Angelo did a poll yesterday. I saw it was like 85% said he wouldn't trade Maxi for Harden. Of- Dude, I tweeted that I would trade Maxi if it, it, I would trade Maxi if it meant you could get Bradley Beal. I got like over 500, honestly, probably more angry comments on Twitter being like, you don't know ball. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, it's not anti-Maxi. Bradley Beal is an elite level score. He's exactly what the Sixers need. Do we overrate our guys? 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phones. Go to Wisconsin. Talk to our buddy Glenn. How you been, Glenn? Good. How are you guys doing? What's going on, Glenn? Hey, um, just want to go over the recent comments with Russell Wilson. I get that he had a battle line. But also, Joe Burrow's O-line this year is honestly terrible, and he's been able to make do with it. And then with two weapons like kind of uh, Russell Wilson have. So I'm just wondering, maybe you guys are talking about overvaluing valuing our players. I think I might be undervaluing because I just feel like with the roster that we have, we would need more than just a Russell Wilson to come in here and make a change for like a Super Bowl run. 
I, I don't know about that. I mean, look, your point about the offensive line in Cincinnati, they're not good. You're right, and Burrow's been been good with that. I mean, Wilson wasn't bad in Seattle, though. Like, like Wilson was a top-five passer rating. He had 25 touchdowns to, I think, maybe eight or nine interceptions, and he missed. How many games did he end up missing? Three or four games? Yeah, I was going to say four. A good, like, you know, decent portion of the season. So I think the perception he was bad isn't true. Now, if you put him on the Eagles, are the Eagles going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not, but the Eagles are better with Russell Wilson in a wide-open NFC because he would have a great offensive line. He would have a strong running game to lean on. And I also think that a better offense helps the defense. So if the Eagles have a better offense, the defense will be better too. And to the like your own point about Joe Burrow, I mean, whether and look, I think Burrow is special. I've always thought Burrow is special yeah. and he's proving it. But and like Wilson's special too. It does show that like you can and we know from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen, like things can change in a hurry in yeah. the NFL if you have that guy playing at a high level. Oh, I, I totally agree. You have to have a guy playing at a high level. I just I think I'm I'm very skeptical. I think Devontae Smith's very good, but other than him, though, I just I, I when I look at other teams play, I feel like they're and I don't think our play calling is that bad, but I feel like their receivers get open a lot more, able to create some kind of separation. So I just I, 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 it seems maybe maybe it's partly hurts as well. I just I'm very yeah. skeptical. After I saw T, T, T Higgins and Jamar Chase, I'm just like we need some playmakers on the outside to go along with a quarterback, if anything, if we're going to be able to make, make some moves forward. Glenn, great point, great call. I, I do think, you know, you're seeing, and, and on the flip side, with, you know, Robert Woods goes down, they bring Beckham in, he makes a difference. Cooper Cup, the best receiver in football. Like, you know, we, we are seeing two Super Bowl teams who have playmakers and, so, and have helped those quarterbacks out. Looking back on it, would you have claimed Odell? No, I don't think this Eagles team, I don't think it was the right spot for him and all that. And I don't, I don't know, think, man. I mean, how much still, better are they with Odell? Do they beat the Bucs? Well, we, we all agree they're top need on. Put I know, but do they, be, do they beat the Bucs with Odell? No. No, no probably not. No, yeah. they don't. Yeah, they don't beat the Bucs. So, right. uh, so, but I get it. Like, the point is they need playmakers. There's no question. Well, and also I think we would agree outside the quarterback question, the biggest need on the offense is a, is a legitimate number two receiver, and Odell is definitely that. Like, Odell is better than people thought. The fact Ooh, he went unclaimed is pretty ridiculous. But we're also talking about Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, and as much as I love Demonte Smith, he ain't those guys. He ain't. Um, I mean, Cooper Cup is the best receiver in football, and Jamar Chase, I mean, let's be honest. Like, there's a reason he went ahead of him. Like, there's a reason I wanted him more in the draft. Like, Jamar Chase is better than Jamar yeah, Chase. That's I, okay. It's okay to say that. I can't, I can't push back too much on what you're saying. The only thing I would caution, and I'm sure you would agree with this, is, like, they are in better situations than Devontae is. And Devontae, now, Jamar sure. Chase was outstanding in college, so it's hard to say he But Devontae did. Devontae's know, great. Yeah. I'm not, it's not a rip to Devontae to say Jamar Chase is better. No, you're better. right. It's not a rip. Jamar Chase might have had the best rookie season of all time. It's like him and Justin Jefferson. You know? but, so, but I think Devontae could be, could be that in a better situation. I think he could be close. I don't think he's got quite the athleticism and the ability to separate and the speed. He's not as good Chase after has. the catch. He's but, not as fast. But I think he out. can make contested catches really well. Yeah, he's not as big, year. though. That's the other no, thing, you're too, right. is Chase has a more prototypical frame. Either way, I, not a knock on Devontae, uh, yeah. more, a, more a, a, you know, pushing up how great Chase is. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. Let's go to Doylestown and talk to my buddy Bob. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Bobby, hold on. You sound very muffled. Are you on like a speaker, Bluetooth? I can't understand a word you're saying. Can you hear me? All right, we're gonna put Bobby back on old. It sounded like he was talking through one of those. Like, remember when you were little? Those microphones. It It sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. In the meantime, let's go to someone I know will be ready. Our guy CJ in Texas. What up, Siege? What's up, guys? How y'all doing today? What up, CJ? How you doing? Hey, now, Elliot, you know, I, at the end of the year, I was like, hey, start not getting on you as bad. But <laughs> then I start hearing some of your QB tapes yeah. from the past that got brought back up. 
Oh, I and know. Then one of these rookies you're talking about going after, and it's just like one of the rookie QBs. It's like Elliot. No, don't, don't, don't. Well, what, 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 what do you, what do you not like about the rookies? Just out of curiosity. Who, who don't you, I guess one, you don't like Desmond Ritter. Is where this is going. That I sure enough don't like Desmond Ritter. Okay. I'm sorry, he just he just doesn't move the needle. Like if I'm gonna go after a quarterback, I would rather if we're gonna do anything with the three picks, I'd rather move one back to see. Hey, if Jalen's not the guy, to go after someone else later. Even if we don't do that, I still want to push one one first rounder back just so we can continue that train of trying to make the most out of having those three picks. Um, yeah, I don't hate which that. Which is idea. what I've been saying, Siege, you know, for a while. Like, I think that's a very smart strategy. Now, I think everybody, you guys saying, like, hey, do we make too much of our, our guys? Yes. Well, I've, I've been saying this. It's one mm-hmm. of those things where the backup people get so much love, but then the starters, they trash them. They, that's for all the sports in Philly. It's like, hey, this really, really try hard guy, we love him. Yeah. But this guy, he makes so much money, we hate him. It's just like, that's. There's a reason why he's a backup. I get it. It's you like Tobias. See yourself. Yeah, I mean, Tobias I is probably better than yourself. Maxie right now. Would yeah, you guys say Tobias is better? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they're similar. Needs, I mean, they're similar. I think for him, I think for Tobias, I think his thing is he needs a different type of system. Yeah, and so his money, to your point, right CJ, now. his money plays a huge role yeah. in this. Yeah. His money, but that's because they played their hand wrong. They played their hand wrong because they overpaid. Oh, no them question. Because of and, what they lost. No question. So and because of what? Is. Yeah, because of what they gave up from in a trade, which was an overpay from the jump. And then they were stuck in a position where if you don't, you have to use that money. You can either go over the tax and sign him, or not fill that spot. They didn't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. So they they, they created they, that. They were bidding against themselves. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. So, but as far as the Eagles, I mean, the best case scenario, the best case scenario isn't there, which would be if Watson didn't have all this stuff didn't have all these allegations. He would be the best-case scenario if that I agree. The if there were no off-the-field stuff, trading for Deshaun Watson now, is for the what ideal worth, scenario. The Eagles I agree. could still do it. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, but, that, that, but that that doesn't make it for me the best-case scenario anymore if that stuff, yes. you know, that, right. that hanging over him. If there were nothing there at Put all. Put it this way. Put it this way. If, and this is the reason why I say he's the best-case scenario, minus the off-field stuff. He would be the closest. As much as people are like, hey, I love Hurts. If you could get him, our fan base would be more closer to all of us being whole again and not this, well, I like this guy, I like this guy. I think we would be more all in with this guy. On Deshaun kind Watson, like you was. Yes. We would be more all, if if he was the base question there with nothing being over his head. Yeah. But something no, over his head. I know what you mean. So since something is over his head, I think the best thing we should do is take our picks, take two guys in the first round, see if we can trade back to get another one. And keep it moving. We just we just gotta keep building. That's all it is. So we you gotta keep building. You wouldn't trade for Russell. I would, but it is dependent upon the asking price. Because if yeah. the asking price is too high, you what are we gonna do with our our salary cap? I mean, that is a thing. No matter what nobody thinks, you're still gonna have to bring pieces in because that's that's a real thing. CJ, so, no, I'm, I I think it's a really a great call, a great call, and I'm with you on on the vast majority now, of what you're saying. The, the Russell salary cap is not as bad as people make it out to be. He'd have a 19 million dollar right, cap and you never know if they maybe they would part of a trade is they re- so yes. who knows? But but as you pointed out in the past, outside of the pandemic year and all the weirdness, how he has found a way to get past the salary yes. cap stuff. So you know it is an interesting situation. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Get Bobby back up after the break. Plus. A caller on the line who generally leans one way, but we never talk Sixers with him. I'm intrigued to see what he thinks of Maxi and if we overvalue Maxi. I could see him going either way on that. I think you all know who I'm talking about. 215 592 9494. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back.
It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Show Parks, James Seltzer, with you till 3, talking Eagles, of course, and some Sixers today. Nice. It's an important time. Yeah. The deadline look, is next week. This, I mean, it's the last show we'll do before the trade deadline, that's for sure. Do, all right, so real quick, we're going to go to the phone sec. Do you, like, forgetting, and we're talking about Maxi versus Hertz, whose future do you believe in more? Would you include Maxi in a Harden deal? Do we overvalue our players? Do you think a trade happens? Forgetting the the what you would do, what should do, whatever. Do you think James Harden is a, or James Harden or Bradley Beal or someone like that? Do I think Ben a, Simmons is traded? Sure, is essentially the question. Better question. By oh, the trade it's in. so hard because like the report that came out yesterday saying hard, they're open to talking Harden, and there's the line in there where uh, it goes they don't feel he fits Steve Nash's offense. Like the, like from an outside observer, that is what it looks like when before a player gets traded. Totally. Like if this was happening between you know like the Lakers and the Pelicans for Anthony Davis, right? You'd be like. Okay, yeah, it's happening. But I just I just feel like it's not going to. Ultimately, I think Ben is probably still here after the deadline. That but would, if you asked me this 24 hours ago, I would have been way more sure. Well, exact it. same spot. Like, if you had asked me 24 hours ago, I would have said, like, 95% Ben Simmons is still here. Now I'm, like, 60-40. Like, I really think something could happen. So my overall thought on what's going on is, like, Daryl Morey. This is the time to prove you're an elite general manager. Like, when he was hired, it was, oh, they got one of the best GMs in the league, this guy, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's time to prove it. Like, you have the assets to make this team better. You have Ben Simmons. You have Tyrese Maxey. Thibault's very tradable, right? Like, go do something to help this team. I'm so sick of people talking about Maury like he's some amazing general manager. Like, I get he's had success other places. Never won a title, right? The Sixers were a disappointment last year. Like, this is it, Maury. Like, go out and make a deal to improve this team. You should be able to do it if you're as good as everyone says you are. I trust Daryl Maury. I believe we that he will do We should trust him more than right. Howie. I, I definitely do. Well, so. That's foolish. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go back to our buddy Bob in Doylestown. Bobby. James, can you hear me? Much yes. better, Bobby. Much better. You were the you were the Charlie Brown teacher before, so it's good uh, to hear your voice. Glad to, glad to hear you back. And uh, Elliot, hello. How are you? Good to hear um, from you, Bob. I got a question for you guys, and you know, I've I've talked to you guys enough now that, yeah. like, if again going back to last year versus where we're at today, like, I'm super excited about where we're at right now because this year. We have a boatload of draft choices. We know we got a ton of draft choices in the top part of the draft. And we've got cap room this year, and we have options rather than a lot of obligations. Yeah. I, I personally look at it this way. There's a lot of areas that the team needs to be fixed in. I think we'll be better this coming year than we were this past season. And this season was far above what our expectations, what we all thought anyway, which it's a, it's a great thing. But – I, I'm okay if we live with the quarterback for another season, okay? I personally don't think they're going to come out and make the same mistake they've made before in the past where they're going to say, no, he's not our guy. We're out looking. They're holding. They're going to hold their cards closer to the vest. I wouldn't sure. be surprised if we took one of those first-rounders, got a second-rounder this year, but a first-rounder next year, and just built more capital if they're going to stick with uh, Hurts. But where I'm at, though, is we need to re- Build that defense. We need a linebacker. We need pass rushing, and we need help in the secondary. We need another wide receiver. So we're really not there, ready there yet. But Elliot, you're, you guys are both. You and James are in the know on this stuff. Yeah, I really think that they're watching Watson a lot closer than what we oh, all think. Oh, I, I they think are. Watson is who they're watching the most. 
I think Watson, yeah. I mean, I think they've done the most homework on I know they've done a like, ton of homework ideally, on Like, ideally, if things work out, you think that if, you know, and there's a lot of ifs with Watson, but if the ifs work out the right way, you think Watson would be their top choice. I, I think that if Watson is cleared of, and, like, the lawsuits go away and the legal situation is over, I think they would they would be definitely very interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. Because I, I, I look at Watson's age. I'd rather go with somebody younger if I'm going to build this thing the right way. And and go long term and then build it the right way. That's what I would like yeah, to do. Yeah, I think there's a good argument. Look, the Deshaun Watson thing is complicated for a ton of reasons, but I think something people don't discuss enough is he didn't play all this year. I'd be worried about that him coming back. And also, he's going to get suspended. So let's say everything is cleared and then the Eagles trade for him. Like he's probably missing, you know, four or six games or something like that. Maybe even eight, honestly. So I, I think that that's a, a level of it people don't discuss enough is if Deshaun Watson's your quarterback, you're kind of throwing away a season in a way and, and to your point there is the risk of not playing for a year how did this whole thing affect yeah, how does it, mentally yeah, all these sure. different things yeah bobby great call man we really appreciate it as always uh, 215-592-9494 our next caller mention it before the break i'm actually going to do something we haven't done before this is going to be fun so obviously mad mike is coming up next and we as know, you know how he can rankle people um but we don't ever talk sixers mad mike so i'm very intrigued to see where he comes in on this magazine thing. i'm going to ask elliot shore parks to do a Mad Mike impression and see if he can predict what Mad Mike's going to say. See how well we know Mad Mike, and we'll see what happens. Elliot, all give right, me a I, Mad here's Mike. I think Mad Mike's going to say. He's going to go, you know, we all overrate our guys. I said it all year with Jalen Hurts, and it's just, you know, he's not that good. And the same thing's happening with Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is fine. He's not someone you win with. That's my guess. That is a great impression, first and foremost. Well done. Let's see how on point you were with the content of that impression. Mad Mike, how you doing, pal? Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, got, I got it right. That, that, oh, did he nail totally. it? Yeah. He totally got it right. I love I'll it. do, do I you love one it. better. I agree that we should draft the quarterback in the first round this year. Wow. So, yeah, that's right. Really? He's on, he's oh, so tell side. me. I have not heard you say that. Why, Mad Mike? Uh, because I don't think that you should – you have the opportunity, you have the extra pick, you can maneuver in this first round. You can get a guy that you can control for five years instead of four, and I just think it makes more sense. And and I, I'd, I'd much rather just put some of this to rest now than – keep kicking the can down well, it's also been, you say five years versus four it's actually controlling a guy five years versus well, like one well, well yeah, if we're I'm gonna saying, talying, talk controlling you can well, franchise after and all that theoretically yeah, of longer sure. and like that's great and all that you only yeah. control them for four years so that's what i was saying right but his, but, his that rookie year is halfway yeah, done. Yeah, yeah yeah i know so he's now down to like two years yeah but uh, here's my thing this is this is actually what i've been saying all year and i'll take it one further we do this we've even done this Anytime a player that we draft plays, we, we're so bad at drafting through all the franchises that anytime a player actually plays, like, just acceptably, like, we, we lose our minds. Like, and, and it's even with Devontae. Like, he, he, was an, he was a receiver that could actually play receiver. And people are like, I love him. He's the greatest. I'm like, he's not even close to being on the level of Jamar Chase. And he was picked like four picks, five picks no, later. I don't, I don't know if he's not even close. I think he, Devontae he's, he's is He's not on that. Good. He's not even – he's, he's not a he's guy very good, but he's not Chase. Who had a better quarterback? Sure. Uh, of course. Okay, well, that's a big part of it. Devontae made a lot of really 
tough contested catches this yeah, year. He was really good against the sideline. He, he was not able to get away from people. people I don't think there were as many his, times as you're making yeah, it out to his, me. His he had trails, almost 1,000 yards. It wasn't like, you know. Yeah, was, over 17 Okay, games. so one more game than normal. Over I mean, Chase had 1,500. Yeah, Chase number, is better because he's in I a better spot. He's better. Chase, it's okay. Again, it's okay to say Chase is better. Chase is better. I agree with you. But it's not the same thing as, like, Jalen and Russell Wilson. Oh, I agree. I don't I don't think it's a wide, wide gap. Chase is I think Chase is Devontae's like at eight. Yeah, I think here, that's fair. Here's, yeah. here's my thing, guys. All right, so let's let's not get off topic here. Here's my thing. I think Devontae is on top of the Mad Mike show. Go ahead. Is is a, is a number two at best. At best, I think Matt. We when we when we drafted Matisse Thybul, everybody lost their mind because they're oh he's a thief, he's a thief. Right. Everybody oh, lost he's their so mind. fun. He smiles. And, and, all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. then we got Tyrese and like now Matisse. No one talks about Matisse because we have Tyrese. Like. It's just we overrate players too much here. And, like, we just – we're so bad at drafting, and we've been so bad. that Anytime any player can just play halfway decent, like, we lose our minds. We think they're untouchable. We just it's, – it's too far. Like, we just have to be more realistic. And if you can bring Harden to this team, I would trade everybody that's not Embiid to get him. Yeah, I would too. Mike, always a pleasure, my friend. Have a good one. All right, buddy. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, well I, done. I, yeah. And and the impression itself was very good. I'll, too, I'll say so. this: for as much as hate as Mad Mike gets, the fact that we can predict what he says shows he is consistent. Yeah, he's consistent, and we consistent. are Mad Mike fans. Oh, I, I know. And people, yeah. people, people disagree. He's a go bird, clearly. Baller. But but Mad Mike's our guy. Two one five five nine two. You you need a dissenting opinion every once in a while, right? Two one five five nine. Yeah, well said. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Eagle Sixers talk. Maxi hurts. And also, coming up next, we will get into Super Bowl 52. Yesterday, of course, the anniversary. I didn't get the chance to celebrate it. I'll give you a few of my, Elliot, shocking. I watched Super Bowl 52 last night, again, for like the 20th time. A couple of my favorite, like, off-the-radar things. Underrated plays, underrated moments. I'll give you a few of those when we get back. And uh, if you want to chime in with your memories, your thoughts of the game, of of the, the night, of the day after. Today was the day we celebrated. Today was the day we came on WIP and said, we are the freaking champions. Four years ago, that was pretty cool too. So, uh, anything and everything with that too. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. It's Elliot James Goldberg Radio, and what a great time of year it is. The big game is a week away. College and pro hoops are in full swing, and the Park Sports Park Seal Sportsbook app has your sports betting game plan. Winners need a game plan, right? The Park Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app that we here at Goldbergs recommend. As does John Ritchie, Mike Quick, Joe Conklin, Jody Mack, and so many more. Join us and them, and be a part of the home team. At Parks, all the sports action plus 24-7 action at the Parks Online Casino, and it's all right in the palm of your hand. Nobody does live in-game betting better. Wait until you experience the thrill of live in-game betting where the action unfolds in the big game between Cincinnati and Los Angeles. There are so many ways to wager on that big game. Bet on player performances like touchdowns, passing and rushing yards, and what team will score first and last, and so much more. The Parks Sportsbook app is safe and easy to use. Bet on more than just the score. Check out same-game parlays, which are the best as far as Elliot and I are concerned, and so much more. New customers make your first bet risk-free right now up to $500. Just download the app in the App Store, click parkscasino.com PA, and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. Get in on all the action now. The Park Sportsbook app. It's game time. Jim, James, Jimothy. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. I've been there, Mosh. 
That happens. That's how you know Mosh is here. He got it. He made it work. Yes. So a save, we'll call it. Shout Very out nice to Mosh for covering for me the last couple of days. I really appreciate Big it. Big shoes awesome to fill. Ah, Mosh crushed it. 215-592-9494. Eagles and Sixers talk today on yes. Go Birds Radio. Go, we'll go Sixers Radio for you. As uh, Look, it, it feels like the biggest story in Philadelphia right at this moment. It's a massive the trade story. deadline coming up on Thursday. Thursday, I believe, the 10th. Yep. Um, the harden of it all. I, I honestly didn't think we'd be sitting here talking about it, but it is a fascinating discussion. And, and Tyrese Maxey, is there something in us overrating our guys? Coming up a little later, I want to get into uh, a couple Super Bowl 52 thoughts from watching the game for the 20th time last night. And of course, it is amazing how many times you've watched the game. I can't get enough of it. I, I know. I can't. Like, and it's so funny because I used to, you know, I love Bill Simmons. I listen to Bill Simmons. Yes. Last. And he used to always talk about, like, watching the Patriots Super Bowls over again. And I'm always like, well, that's dumb. Like, you saw it maybe, like, once or whatever. Like, yeah. that's dumb. And now I'm the one watching the Eagles Super Bowl 20 times. So, I like, just picture you, totally like, get it. Extremely sick, emotional, just watching it. Like, just loving it. Firing off your Nick Foles uh, take. Loving it. Love the best. The GOAT. 215-592-9494. So we'll get to that in a minute. First, let's go back to the phones. Go to South Philly and talk to our buddy Darren. What up, D? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome, welcome back. back. Thanks, buddy. That was beautiful. You I missed you, brother. <laughs> I hey, miss you too, he, Yeah, I missed you, brother. I'm going to be nice to you, but I'm getting ready to uh, go, go at ESP. All right. That has got to buy, like, you've had, like, three horrible takes. You had two on Twitter, which I commented on, but whoa, this whoa, one, you, you, you want hardy. What were my bad takes on Twitter? I don't want to He's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. The, the ones you're coming with right now is horrible. You just sat there and said you want you want James Harden because James Harden because he is a dependable star. Are well, you first of all, I'm not, I don't think are I use the word dependable. But he's better than Tyrese Maxey. He's far more I would dependable take Tyrese than Tyrese Maxey. You are in a insane. Minute over James Harden. Oh, you are Darren, James stop. Harden. I love Maxey, but come on, James, man. James, James, come on, James, man. James. Listen to me. Listen to me. Harden, when he's not motivated, but he would he be is, here. That's he the is. point. He wants to be here. That he no, would be forcing no, so his was, way he here. Was happy, he was happy in Houston when he had Daryl Morey, and then he, yes, he asked him he's going to come with Daryl Morey, and he'll be happy here, and he'll be awesome. Let me ask you this, Darren, and then I would like to hear your argument as to why. But who gives them a better chance to win a title this year, Embiid and Harden, or Embiid and Maxi? Neither. They're not winning a title this but year. But I, I said, who gives them a better chance? Neither. Neither oh, but, option but, gives right. a better option. Aaron, come on. Who's better? Because Harden What's is a not better that combo? Good of a player. What's... Harden's not that good of a player. I Aaron. agree with you, Darren. Look, Darren, I'm actually a little more on your side with this where like he is a bit on the downswing and all that. Harden is overrated he... just like you I mean if, if we're getting if we're he's one of the top Tyrese Max the top ten scorers in the history of the sport. He's like a he's scored, but he does not play defense, bro. Who cares? They have Joel and Yeah, It's defense. not like Maxie's a great defender. Maxie's an okay defender, but like what he's are we okay, talking about he's here? Than I don't know if he's better than Harden. Harden knows where to be at least. Harden has a, a years and years of experience Harden of knowing where to be defensively. Yeah, Harden's not great on defense. But when Harden tries on defense, he's not like the worst ever like didn't I, say he was the worst I, ever. I think you're Just underrating what like he can do defense. on the defensive Darren, end. I, oh, I Darren, you're actually going to say with a straight face that you think Tyrese Maxey is better than James Harden I'm going to sit here and say with a straight face I would rather have Tyrese Maxey on my team than James Harden and that's, I don't feel but like that's a different a, thing he's saying he'd rather root for Maxey all that type of stuff like no that, no I, my thing is, if I had to give up Maxey Ben Simmons in a pick to get Harden. I'm not doing it. I'm, if, if, I'm, if Harden's going to come to the Sixers for me, I'm only trading Ben Simmons. That's it. D, much love, brother. It's great to hear your voice. I, well, then like, you're not getting Harden. Yeah, so. and <laughs> also, like, I, look, I get the idea if you want to say Harden is 32, he'll be 30, his next year's is 33 season. 
He is aging. I'm not, and I would do it because of Embiid factor. But if you want to say, I'm not giving up a 20-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid, and that future for an older guy, like, I can at least conceptually understand that. But the idea that today, right now, James Harden doesn't give you a better chance than Tyrese Maxey to win is just insanity. I mean, we, we kind of went through this last year. I know last year Ben Simmons was playing, so the debate was more around whether or not you would trade Ben to get it was uh, Harden then, too. And then there was the Kyle Lowry discussion. And But Maxey was part of that as well. Teams wanted Maxey. And a lot of people were like, don't trade Maxey. Don't trade Thibault. And then what happened? The Sixers got bounced in the second round by the Hawks, right? So we, we have seen this road. We know where this is leading. The Sixers is currently constructed are not going to be a factor in the playoffs. They have to go get another guy. And, yes, I like Tyrese Maxey, but you have to trade. If you have to trade him to get the guy, then you do it, like flat out. Let's go to Burlington, North Carolina, and talk to Logan. What up, Logan? Uh, what's up, fellas? What up, Logan? How you been, pal? Pretty good. Been a minute, but I'm back on. Got to get through this whole hurt situation. Uh, let me preface this, though, with I'm not a Sixers fan, but if I'm in you guys' shoes, uh, I'm 100% pulling the trigger getting hardened. See, and, and I, Logan, I think that's a really interesting perspective to have as someone who is not a, that's our whole point. I think that Sixers yeah. fans have fallen in love with Tyrese Maxey at this point where they like, to Elliot's point, can't see the forest through the trees. And I think an outside perspective being like, man, it's James Harden, I think is an interesting perspective. Correct. Yeah. I just don't think you guys want regrets. You don't want the, the what if situations that could you know come from not pulling the trigger on it. And then like seeing, you know, Harden do something good for the next three years if you don't do it. Yeah. Um, or, but, or getting bounced in the second round again, like they have every correct. other year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're just going to be spinning the wheels, you know, so to say. Um, All right, on the birds. What do you got on the birds, Logan? On the birds. Hurts. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I think the Eagles have to be aggressive here. Um, if it takes Wilson, Watson, whoever, if it takes, you know, pushing one of the first from this year into next season to – hopefully secure like a Bryce Young. you got to do something because I just don't see Hurts being the guy. Um, I like Hurts, everything about him, the intangibles, everything that everybody likes about him. But I just don't think you can do that and then sacrifice the talent level for it. Um, yeah, and it I really think that's, kinda... the, that's the tough part of the discussion, right, is that you believe in Hurts, you want to see it, but then it's like it's Russell Wilson, you know, and they're just draft picks. They're valuable, don't get me wrong, but – Russell Wilson is arguably a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. At the worst, he's top ten. You know, he's probably like in that discussion. So yeah, I, I, it's a tough, it's a tough call on one hand, but kind of how you started your call too. Like if you just listen to it as an objective observer, it's Russell Wilson. Like you just go get him. Exactly, and it really ties into the fact that the anniversary of our Super Bowl is right here, right now, and. That Super Bowl, it gave me, and it should have gave every Philadelphia Eagles fan a taste of that greatness. And I just don't want to meddle in mediocrity for, like, seven years with a guy that we think can just continue to develop and he just never gets there, and then we wasted all this time for nothing. Yeah, Logan, great call. And I do think it's an interesting perspective. And, look, I, that's the what makes Hurts so fascinating is you could see a world where Hurts does turn into a top-ten guy where the athleticism and he, he learns to read better and he – you know, learns to the, what he's seeing and, and, and the experience, which comes with reps. Like, you yeah, can get exactly. better at that. The, the accuracy, the mechanics get better, and he turns into something special with, with all the stuff we love about him. But you could also see a world where he just doesn't get better at that stuff, and his ceiling is, you know, maybe just a little bit better than what he is now. And it's, it's, a, 
it's a really it's a conundrum. Yeah. It really is. And the interesting part for the Eagles versus the Sixers is the Sixers, you're gambling on Maxi's upside, but you're also passing up a legitimate chance to win the title by taking that gamble. With the Eagles, and also you have Embiid, like and that also you have Embiid, like it's a unique a situation where you have Embiid's prime, and that is a, something you have to factor right. in. Right, and the Eagles don't have an Embiid, right? Yeah, and not, I know it's different because it's football, it's, but it's still you're not saying like we can't waste this guy. You're saying that if you have that quarterback, if like Joe Burrow's on the Bengals yeah, and they don't turn that. it around, you're like you can't waste Joe Stafford. Matt Stafford goes right. to the Rams, like don't waste him in Detroit. That type of thing. But the interesting thing with the Eagles is if they do trade for a Russell Wilson. I mean, you are kind of contenders right away. Like the oh, NFC yeah. well, is especially wide the open. NFC. Yeah, yeah, we've talked. I mean, Brady just retired. Rodgers could go to the AFC. Like it is, there is a window here. Yeah, absolutely. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Glassboro and talk to our guy Black Gritty. What up, Bo? Go Sixers Radio. Hey, love it. Love it. So the last three years, Harden's PVP has gone down. Harden has been given all-star after all-star after all-star. Can't get out of the second round. He's put up 0 for 13 and 3s. He's put up 10-point games in game 7s and game 6 eliminations. He gets to play with the greatest players in the world and cannot contribute, compute, convert. So, yeah, give up everything for him. No, you know what? I give Simmons up straight up for him because you got Simmons under control for three years and we get this guy out of half your deal and I have to resign him. But I'm not giving up my young talent. And that's not me being a mad Mike thinking that somebody's better than they are. It's looking at a guy who likes to go to strip clubs and is not allowed to go to strip clubs on his days off anymore. He has not played the same. And not for nothing, I, I got a coach named Glenn Rivers who couldn't get out of the second round when he gave him Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, yeah. and an all-star roster. So you going to go give up everything, give it to a coach that can't do it anyway? No, thank you. No, sir, not today. Harden straight up or find me another deal, a better deal, or I'll just wait. Because, again, we're already wasting the beast prime with this wackadoo coach who can't do nothing. Ty Lue took the same exact team the next year to their first Western Conference championship. Glenn Rivers was the GM, the coach, the janitor, everything. Could not get three super teams to the Western Conference finals. But we expect him to just come in here and do something for us. Stop it. So I think you, you've made you've made the best argument against the deal, in my opinion, because yes. I think you're right. Like, I have reservations about Harden to an extent. Like, not to mention if they trade for him, he'll be making $62 million on the fifth year of his deal, right? So there absolutely are reservations. And I think your point about the playoff success, and you can throw Embiid in there. Like, Embiid has yeah. certainly had playoff sure. moments, for but sure. he's not a dominant. A, a whole team of guys who never got out of the second round together. It's worrisome. Win the championship. But, but, Ironically, other than Danny Green, who's like the guy we have but, the least faith in right now as a player. But but here's the yeah. thing, though, and here's why I would still do it. Because, A, I don't think Tyrese Maxey's upside is as much as other people make it out to be. But, B, if you put Harden and James together, Harden and, uh, and B together, it's probably the best players they've played with. Definitely for Embiid. Harden, like, you know, he was so in and out of the lineup Kevin with Durant. Durant. Yeah, I think he was so the best. in and out I think, of the but, lineup. But I think it's also the match of players. Like, Embiid and Harden's games fit perfectly together, especially Harden, the the – like a what ball dominant about? Joel Embiid is going down to the post but he's still an outside guy. What do you what do you mean? What are you talking he's about? Gonna there ISO, he's going to be out there ISO dancing for 32 If you want prime Harden, Harden, Harden he takes dances. so much off of Embiid. Harden can play so many different styles. He goes to the you, Nets and he's like 10 assists per game, no problem like Harden. Five years ago. I think you're I, underrating what an invested Harden is. Well, and also, this is also like just, just, just basketball IQ alone. Just Harden's ability to know where to go, how to get there, how to get his own shot off, where guys on the court are. Like, that dude Have is a basketball savant. Years? 
Of course. The Harden you're talking about hasn't been that hard. He's not invested right now. Let me ask you this. Uh, the oh, first oh, year oh, in, New, in New Jersey, he was. He oh, was He yeah. was awesome that first year in New Jersey. I like to say New hurt. Jersey, by the way. Oh, yeah, but, Brooklyn. Jeez, oh, and, oh, and let me ask you, because I'm, <laughs> I'm torn on this as well. How much of you? How much do you think Harden, who has taken a step back, you're right. Like, he looks, I don't want to say washed, but he. Not only looks, look up his numbers. Well, but wait, wait, wait let me ask you. Let me ask you. How much of that do you think is being in a bad spot in Brooklyn? Because it is a bad spot. Like, Kyrie's playing half the games. Durant's in and out of the lineup. Those big three have played 16 games together. Like, I'm, I don't know if I know the answer to either. That's why I'm asking you. What, how so what, much of what, it do you think is that? From what I've seen, every situation he gets is a bad spot. You give him Chris Paul, they're about to destroy a dynasty, and he gets upset. Well, Chris Paul that got hurt. Get more shots. Yeah, yeah if, that's the one argument to get. Like, if Chris Paul doesn't tear his hamstring, Harden probably has a title. If not, like, he's certainly in the finals with that. But why did you run him out the next year? Because he was getting all the shine and the credit, so you couldn't stand to have him there. So you had to give it. Like I said, again, let me just talk about Doug Peterson real quick. Yeah, I know sure. Six radio today, but. <laughs> Doug is lucky that Leftwich wanted to have a little bit of help out there and asked for his own GM, and they called Doug back and said, hey, will you do what we Agreed. said? Because we heard you like to do that over there in Philly. Yeah, Come I on don't... in and be our coach. That's the only reason he's a coach. The only reason he even got a job right Yeah, now. you're right. The yeah, fact I... he's a Super Bowl-winning coach, that's why I keep telling people he was clipboard Doug. When he goes in there to talk, he didn't wow anybody. The dude had 19 interviews, and you're the only – Super Bowl coach sitting out there on the sidelines and people are just passing you by. What were you in there doing? He didn't even wow the Eagles. Yeah. He didn't even wow the Eagles. They, they got rid of him after uh, he won Look, I think Doug's one of those people who doesn't impress in the room and all that, but, like, we know Doug. Like, I think Doug is it deserves another shot. Like, I think he's a better coach than some of these other guys who get jobs, not Leftwich, but, like, the you know, the, I like Leftwich. Brian, but... The reason Brian Foles has a, 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 a suit out right now is because of the Doug Petersons and other kind of coaches like that. Another coach vouch for him. You don't even really interview him. You bring him in. You hire him. They don't. Well, even I think care I, I think that's more Jacksonville. But I agree. The Brian Flores. I, I'm very with you. The fact that Mike Tomlin is the only black coach in the NFL is like it, it's an atrocity. Mm-hmm. It's an emba- the NFL is an embarrassment right now because of that. So I agree with that. The whole hiring practice, the whole system, and all that. But I don't think like. It's Doug is one of many. Like you know, I don't think it's, he should have been had a job in my opinion because he's super with a coach. It's just the fact. That's my point. I think that like to diminish that legacy, like or you yeah. know that resume. I think at least Doug, like especially after getting fired after the first losing season after winning yeah. the Super Bowl, like at least he deserves a shot somewhere. Like might exactly. not work, but you know. Uh, and last thing, just to say before I get out of here, uh, Mad Mike. Uh, gets mad at, at kids' birthday parties. I don't think he has any joy ever. I don't know if he, <laughs> he just wakes up grumpy. He appreciates being grumpy. He's like Oscar the Grump. I just see a hates Christmas. No, you, a Black Gritty, you're wrong. He really calls. enjoyed the Eagles getting stomped by the Bucks in the playoffs. <laughs> that was a good day for Mad Mike. <laughs> you know what? I Eagle Eagles that? fan Mad Mike enjoyed that quite a bit. You, you know what I gotta say to that on my way out? Go Bucks! Go Bucks! Oh, you know, it's also, it must be close to the anniversary of when Mad Mike tweeted his favorite player, Brandon yes, Graham. thank you, Brandon. Yeah, let's that's not, be an let's not ever forget well. that. And the Mad Mike legacy, you know, that, that one's there. And yeah. speaking of Super Bowl 52, coming up in a bit, we will get into a, a little bit of that. We've not met many people talk about it, but I get it. That was yesterday and the, the whole day about it and all. But yeah, it is. I know. Yeah. I, I'm, I wasn't here, you know? You were dead. Me. You were dead. I'll give you my about. favorite underrated plays in a few. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones for now and go to North Philly and talk to my buddy, Rasheem. Shame. Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? How you been, what buddy? up, Rasheem? What's up? What's up? What's up? Elliot, that take on the, I guess, Riddler? Really? Uh, the quarterback for uh, Cincinnati? Oh, Ritter, yeah. Was, yeah, Ritter. Yeah, Ritter. Yeah, that take was terrible. His arm strength is limited. And no, his arm strength is not limited. He is one of it the... It is. Well, well, I, well, I saw him roll to his to left NFL, and throw the ball 60 it. yards down the field. Okay. Okay, listen. If you go to NFL website... Who, who does the Sam Bro breaks down? One of the things that was when they went through the top quarterbacks, 
that was one of the negatives on him. Was so, it accuracy um, or arm strength, though? I'm no, it was arm strength. So if All you right. go to the Eagles page right now, we go go to Bleacher Report Eagles, it'll come up. It's the third uh, the third All practice right. notes. So so you can go in there and see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I like Ritter's arm. It doesn't mean I'm correct about that, but I I like Ritter's arm. Yeah. No. See, and then my whole take on that because you know, only I'm bringing that up because you know, if you know, if his arm strength is limited, you say you like his arm. And, I, you know, I just keep hearing over and over again how Jalen Hurst's arm is limited. And, you know, I'm trying to just get to exactly what type of like, – like how people grade that because, you know, you know, you know true report is one thing. You're seeing another thing. And, and, and it's something that I heard, you know, you know, all season long. So I'm just trying to get to, like, where do people categorize, like, arm strength at? Like, yeah, like how – I think it's subjective, honestly, like to your point, right? Because, you know, some people look at arm strength and say you can throw it 60 yards down the field. Well, like they have all those Ritter. stats, like he throws 55 miles an hour, yeah, right. or 33, whatever. But, like, it's all yeah. like, who knows? I think and, to me, the issue with Hurts, really quick, then I'll let you go, Rasheem, is like, I just think to me, when Hurt, it looks, when he tries to throw the ball deep, it looks like he really has to put a lot behind it. Whereas I feel like there's other quarterbacks, Malik Willis, for example, the ball like pops off his hands and it's effortless. It, but Malik Willis did not win anything. He was a quarterback. Oh, I don't. I'm not big on Malik Willis. And went, to, yeah. and went to Liberty. My whole thing is, you know, you know, I just keep hearing all these odd tests and, and these quarterback gurus. One person saying one thing, who who who's an NFL scout, but then you hear everything else. It, you know, it's just like I just like you know. I yeah, just, that's what's great about the draft. Everyone has yeah, different opinions. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, moving forward, you know, when people talk about, uh, you know, maybe getting Russell Wilson, that's not a slight on Jalen Hurts. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL has ever seen. Yeah. You know, you're, you're at the position. So, so if you have an opportunity to get a guy like Russell Wilson, you don't have to, you, you know, yeah, because Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, you know, his arm strength and everything, because he's a good quarterback. It's just that Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl winning quarterback and possibly a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, if you have the opportunity. Go get him. And Deshaun Watson, man, talent is talent. I don't care if he's had all a year or two. I guarantee you when he steps on the field, he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I feel you that can't. way too, Rasheem, outside yeah, of the off-the-field uh, stuff. I'm not concerned no. about the year off. That's an Elliott thing. Not yeah, but we just saw Carson, like mental things. Carson, Carson, Carson and, and yeah, Deshaun Carson. Watson, is, you, you better not yeah. ever bring those two guys. Carson, names Carson's a loser. We all okay. know that. But yeah, people, from a football nobody said this about Carson before this stuff happened to him is all I'm saying. Nobody like went in six In 2016, nobody was on You're talking about before the Foles were in the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. You're talking about the I'm talking You're about the talking mental talent. side. He's it. talking the mental side. Oh, he's saying okay. like that he's worried that, that a year off from football and all the stuff that's happened to Sean Watson could be a he, mental problem for him. He forward. comes from a whole different type of background and everything. Carson Wentz is a whole different type of character. North, North Dakota yeah, State. Shame, so, so look, I, I, I generally, I'm with you. And Rasheem, great call, man. Uh, I'm generally with you about like from a talent, or, you know, back on the field, forgetting the off the field stuff. The I, I'm not too worried about the year off for Watson from a, a on-field play type of thing. But I, I do think it's something worth mentioning. But, and, you know, far be it from me for me the one to defend Carson. But, like, I do think we do this as a station, as analysts, whatever. We say, like, Carson can't handle – like, Carson – this guy can handle it, but Carson couldn't. No, you don't know what someone can handle until they have to go through it. Like that what, is very what true. Carson went through was extremely difficult. I think Jalen is built more for this city. He went to bigger programs, all those things. But he's never gone through anything like Carson went through. So I would just be – I don't want to see it happen to him. But I think we can't just sit here and say, I mean, well, clearly, Alabama. clearly Carson. I mean, that's something, you know. No, but it's not like what Carson went through. Carson no, but had I mean, saw his backup win the Super Bowl. He also, tore his ACL. Know, he broke Carson, his back. I like, know, but it, that, it, it's, he's got responsibility. And he didn't handle too. it well. I'm not disputing yeah. that. I'm I, just saying this idea that, that we using, all knew he I was think, soft. I, no, true. I agree with that. But I also think that, that I think Carson is also a somewhat unique case in how 
You'll never see that again. And how unable he was to handle these things. I think a lot of players can handle that stuff. I think Carson is more the unique case than not, is my point. What he went through was extremely difficult. Sure, sure. Not many many quarterbacks have gone through that No, I think, but I think the personality of Jalen Hurts, I think if he had to go through that stuff, I think he would have handled it better than Carson. Yeah, well, hopefully we never find out. True. 215-592-9494, I promise. Coming up next, we'll get into some Super Bowl 52 stuff. Just a quickie. Uh, you know, couple couple underrated things that I noticed in my my twentieth whatever viewing of the game. You notice all the best things in your twentieth time uh, watching. You it. know, and maybe it's in my nineteenth, my eighteenth. You know, we got all the all the right. the accumulation of it all. Sounding like Joe to camera with the West Wing. That's uh, that's uh, let's not go there. There's a difference between watching a two and a half hour game on YouTube over and over again and watching an entire seven season, forty four minute episodes, twenty two episodes a season show. Nineteen a show times, that's not even that times. good. Ridiculous. Whoa, up- that's wrong. Elliot. Oh, brother. Let's not get into it. I think it's probably a very, I've, I've only watched some, but it's a good show, but it's like certainly not yeah. 18 times all the way through or whatever. It's not the same. 215-592-9494. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. Nice. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Church, Parks, James Seltzer with you. John Johnson coming up at 3 o'clock. I'm looking at his beautiful face right now. Yeah, Ready to he's go. clearly not listening because he is not looking up at all as I'm no. talking about. I'm like looking right at him. And he's I'm guessing he's going to talk some Sixers. Probably. Yeah. That would be my guess. And who better to talk Sixers than John Very Johnson? True. So stay here for that. And we are talking Sixers and Eagles and a whole lot more. Coming up in a minute, I'm going to give you uh, just a couple underrated thoughts. I won't dive deep. have been teasing this so much. A couple underrated thoughts for the Super yeah. Bowl. First, you see him on the line. you got to take him. I mean, legendary caller to the station, the one, the only, Chuck in Mount Airy. Chuck A! What's up, buddy? How you doing, pal? ESP. What up, Chuck? How you doing? Hey, man, listen. Here's the situation. I am not. You don't have to apologize no more. You know, if you don't think Hurts is the guy, you don't think the guy is not good enough or you got questions, nobody got to apologize, man. This is an Eagles team. If you're an Eagles fan, we care for the team. In front of the jersey. Yeah, Chuck, Not it seems like, I'm with you, Chuck. You're a little it seems like we've kinda of had the same path. I know we were both pretty high on Hertz and then the playoffs, I don't know what it is. I've I, mean, I hear you on other shows. Like you're not as high on him as you used to be. I mean, it's not that I'm not as high on him, but I mean he's a player, you know? Yeah. Players come and go. I'm an Eagles fan. Chuck, I'm with so with you, pal. Organization, so man. with you, man. There is not a single player who is above the jersey for me. I mean, Seinfeld said it's a long go and it's stuck and it's so right. We root for laundry. It is what it is. Like the Eagles are our team. Players will come and go. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna be with this team my whole life, and my kid's gonna be with this team her whole life. My dad was with the team his whole life. Like generational stuff. Players come and go. I had to think about it, Self. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, we like we do like players, some players better than others. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I like some players better than others. I like Jalen a lot. I want him to succeed. I want him to be our guy. But if he's not, you know what I mean? We can't keep arguing, you know, that the guy is what he what he is and he's not that. Yeah. You know? You gotta show it. I mean, he could be a nice guy, he could be a you know, have all the intangibles, he can, you know, be a great, great guy. But if it don't equate the wins, and we can't look at this guy and say, can we go win a Super Bowl with him, it's all for not. Yeah, Chuck, I couldn't agree with you more. How do you come down on the Maxi side of this? You know, where, where do you stand? Is it a similar type of thing, or are you higher on Maxi? I'm higher on Maxi. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't trade Maxi for, for, for uh, James Harden. I'm just no. not doing it. Uh, why, though? Like, James Harden is the piece they need. They could win the East with James oh, Harden. Oh, my. James Harden never even proved he could win in the playoffs 
when he had Chris Paul, when he had all his other players. But if Paul doesn't tear his hamstring, they win. Well, and also, James Harden ran into the Warriors a bunch of times, right? Like, Um, I mean, I know he lost to the Clippers once, but, like, Joel, he's never played with a player. Chris Paul was probably, that year, not as good as Joel is right now. Chris Paul's a better all-time player. Yeah, but not that, yeah. I mean, Paul was not an MVP that year. But but James James Harden, that was James Harden five years ago, man. I listen. I mean, if he this year, okay. But I mean, Maxi upside is 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 going it's going sky high right now, man. I'm not letting Maxi go for James Harden. I'm just not. I'm not and Chuck, look, I, I, will, yes. I, I think it's a Bible, really fair yes, take. I, I would probably do it, but I would definitely it would hurt, and I, I'm definitely further. I mean, Elliot would do it in a heartbeat, like if it had to yeah, be it wouldn't done. Hurt that much, and I, for me, it would. I I, yeah. I I would do it, but I don't I don't want to do it, and I don't think you have to do it. But Chuck, as always, great call, brother. Great to talk to you. All right, fellas, listen, stay safe, man. Stay warm. You too, And uh, happy weekend to y'all, Thanks, man. man. But, yeah, listen, go go Eagles, go Sixers, man. Sixers can do something if they make the right pieces, man. They got to move Ben. Move Ben. That's the main thing, yeah. man. Yeah, Chuck, we all want him gone, man. Always a pleasure. Go Birds, indeed. All right, quickly, 215-592-9494. Back to the phones in one sec. Um, just a couple underrated things. We always talk about the same things with the Super Bowl and you know, the, the memories of it and all that. A couple underrated things. And you and I just talked about this, you know, earlier today. But but a couple plays that stand out to me as things we don't talk about enough. The Corey Clement, like, 60-yard yep. catch. The Philly special doesn't happen without that play. It's a wheel route. Clement catches it, stops on a diamond, cuts across the field, ends up getting it down to the nine-yard line. Like, such a massive play in the game we don't talk about. And a guy that could have been MVP of the game. Like, totally. Nick he had 100 Foles, yards receiving. Yeah, Nick Foles deserved it. But yeah, like, there was no question. Corey it was Foles, Clement but... was, was, you could make the argument strongly that he was MVP of that game. I mean, if it, it, if it weren't for Nick Foles, he would be yeah. the probable and, MVP. And he goes down as one of the best like one players year, that didn't yeah. have an all-star career here. But like in that game, that moment, like in 20 years, you know, you'll be you'll be telling Zoe, right? No like no Corey doubt. Clement. No doubt. And also, it really, when you watch the game over and over and over again, like I have... I don't think we talk, we talk about the Alshon catch and we talk about specific plays, obviously the Philly special. We don't talk enough about just how big all those skill players were in that game. Like yeah. Nelson Aguilar has like six massive plays in that game. Like Ag- it changes his whole reputation a- in the city. A hundred percent. Alshon has like obviously the the touchdown catch, which is unbelievable. He has a few like the one down the sideline dropping the bucket as he's falling yep. down. Like Alshon has some amazing plays. Ertz obviously the fourth down. I think the most important play outside in the game outside of the BG strip sack. Like. Just Torrey Smith has big catches. LeGarrett, Jay Ajayi, both were awesome in that game. Huge runs. Like, yeah. we don't talk enough about just across the board how great that offense No, was you're right. Game. And look, the Alshon catch you said, like, the best catch I've ever seen with my own two eyes. And I think you can make an argument, considering the situation, it's a better catch than the Odell one-handed catch. And, like, well, the and degree of difficulty in that spot was crazy. In the stakes of the game, yes, too. Yes, exactly. And then you take into account that the dude had a torn rotator cuff yep. to swing his arms from the opposite side of his body all the way to the top and make that play with a torn rotator cuff. Yeah. That's some, like, real deal stuff right there. All right, two other quick things. Um, and obviously, just, just things we don't talk about enough. And I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and it's so true. I've always thought it. The Rodney McLeod play on the Brandon Cooks end around is one of the most important plays in that football game. The third and two, it is he's the only guy from stopping to be a first down and maybe even a touchdown. And if they get that touchdown, it's a tie game or they take the lead. It's 10-9 or 9-9 if they miss the extra point. Like, it was such a massive play momentum-wise, defense-wise. Tone setter. There were not many big defensive plays in that game, obviously, outside of the BG biggest play. 
that McLeod play, because Cooks tries to jump over him. How many times have we seen guys jump over guys there? He stays up, plays a great. That is a huge play in that game. This might be on your list, and I apologize if it is, but another underrated defensive play is the Jalen Mills play where he knocks the ball away from Gronkowski. Really big right? play, like, man. Early on in the game, if I'm not mistaken, like it, it's, again, tone setters, like yeah. momentum setters for the beginning of the game. And that's the thing with the Philly special, too. I know there are certain people at this station – I won't name him, but Jack Fritz, who demeans the Philly special and doesn't think yeah. it's as great he's as it is. He's a Nick Foles hater. And it, he's just wrong. But on top of that, like, for them to do that, and that when you're watching the game again, you watch the flow of the game and all that, like, that was a statement play. That was a, we're not scared of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We're not, like, we're here to beat your asses today. We're going all in, all out. Like, it was a big play, I think, for momentum, for team belief, all that stuff. It's also maybe the best example in NFL history of how much the execution of a play dictates whether it's a good play. Totally. Because yeah. if he, like, you know, throws the ball back and Trey Burton drops it or whatever. Or Trey Burton th sails a pass yeah. or Foles doesn't get to or the spot he, he needs it, to. Right? Or Foles drops it. Everybody, all we're talking about. So, so many for, things. For years is I cannot believe Doug called that play Such in that spot. Such a great call. Instead, it's what one of the best calls. The most and, iconic yeah, play in execution. Philly sports history. In terms, yeah. It's got a name. It's a, How many names are there? There's like 20 name plays in the history of the NFL. The Philly special, the you know, the uh, the Immaculate Reception. Like, it's one of those. It's it, got a name. It has to be the best in Philly sports history, period. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we I think we all know the BG play is the most important play, but in terms of, like, the most iconic play in Philadelphia sports history might be the Philly special, like, legitimately. It's yeah, pretty crazy. I think you can make an argument. Like, the BG play, because of the situation. I think it was more important. But also, getting a touchdown at the end of the first half. It was a big play, well. yeah. You know, they won by whatever. But in terms of iconic, yeah, I think it is. Um, And one last thing, and, and again, there are so many more things I could say, but, you know, I don't want to. Take up the whole show, but one just funny thing when you're rewatching, don't miss the shot of Joe Judge after the missed field goal is hilarious oh, in really? hindsight. Because when it happened in the game, we're like, oh, who's that guy or whatever? And now you watch it and they're like, oh, Joe Judge, that's <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, it's well, there's a fun also little the nugget there. of Matt Patricia after well, the Well, that, yeah, we all remember that. But like Joe Judge, of course, in the I'm talking about in the moment, no one, we know Joe Judge yeah. was, no one cared who Joe Judge was. Now, watching it later after all that's happened, it's like, ah, Joe Judge, that's hilarious. One Super Bowl memory uh, for me is, so I had, at that point, I think it was, like my fourth Super Bowl I had covered, something like that. But the first time I was in a Super Bowl winning locker room, it was when the Patriots had won it one of those years. And I walked in and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to see a championship locker room. There's going to be champagne. There's going to be goggles. And I walk in and they're just like, yeah. I go in the Eagles locker room yeah. that year and it's like a party. There's food flying places, like the Super Bowl. So it was just really cool to see how genuinely like, how much it meant. To it them. was a special team, and they loved each other and cared about each other, and it was a bunch of great guys. Like, yeah. you got to win the Super Bowl rooting for Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Chris Long and Nick Foles and all these, like, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, all these, like, awesome people. Rodney McLeod, like, great dudes, yeah. and not just great players, but great dudes. Not every team's like that. We saw the Chiefs win a few years ago. There are a lot of guys on that team. It's not easy to root for. For sure. That Eagles team was really, really likable and really, really special. 215-592-9494, obviously, if you want to chime in on that. Let's go to Del Rand and talk to Bob. Bobby. Hey, gentlemen, I want to go into a different subject, and I, I want to compliment uh, one of your talk show hosts last night, uh, Mr. Eskin. And, and I know Elliot and Eskin kind of clashed, but I think you're going to agree with this. I, I kind of went off on Julian Lurie being down there at, at the Senior Bowl, but Howard explained this. And uh, you guys are like fathers of kids and sons, and Absolutely. hopefully. I and, and, and I think what Lurie's doing. What Howard explained, which makes perfect sense, is – and I know people are all up in arms. You know, they're just afraid. And, and I get it. I'm, I get a little worried, too, uh, that he's trying to teach his son the business. And that's the best yeah. way to do it. I just don't want him getting involved in making decisions 
And, and, and I know he's probably not, uh, but I also would love to have somebody, one of you guys, get an interview with him. And here's the big question I would ask him. When you become owner, and hopefully your dad lives to be 250 years old, but when you become owner, are you going to be involved in scouting players and evaluating players? Because, and what I would say if he says that, and I know he's a big analytics person, um, you also need to use the eye test and can't be totally reliable on analytics. And that's what Clint Tack of the Phillies was, and he was an idiot. You can't rely on one. It's a tool. It's, now, it's uh, Absolutely. And, and these kids, some of them, I know what they're trying to do the best thing. I, I get that. But you got to know what you don't know and say, you know what? I'm getting a guy that has scouted and knows stuff, and I'm going to rely on him. So I would love to have somebody ask Julian, is he going to pass off the evaluation of players to the scouts and the football people? And I don't think Howie's that bad of a draft, or even Howie. If, if, Howie will probably still be around. But that's my fear, and I think a lot of Eagles fans, because you've got a lot of people out here. And this guy, I'm not going to say he's never worked, but he's lived a pretty yeah, good life. Yeah, Bobby, this is a, a great call, well, great points here. And look, it is, yeah, he's he is Jeff Lurie's son. That's the only reason he's there. He did not work his way there. He did not... You know, scowl, you not do any of this stuff. He's there because he's Jeff Lurie's son. But at the same time, it is what it is. Jeff Lurie is the owner of the Eagles. Julian Lurie is his son. At some point, it's probably going to be Julian Lurie's show, right? Yeah, I mean, like like all fathers, and I can't speak to it, but like like all fathers, I'm sure Jeffrey wants his son to take it over, like any business, right? And and run it. Now, you're right that you're right that Julian is there because he's Jeffrey Lurie's son. That's indisputable. I will say to Julian's credit, though. He is putting in work to get ready for the day. He had internships in the league. He's doing a lot of things. Like, he doesn't have to be at the Senior Bowl, right? So he is working, and I think from an Eagles fan perspective, what should make you feel better is he's not just going to fly in when when it's his turn and start to learn there. So I think it's a good thing he's at the Senior Bowl. It's so far away that he's going to, you know, knock on wood, so far away that he's going to take over. It's hard to know how he's going to run it. But I think it's a good thing he's there learning the back end of the operation. So when that day does come, he is more prepared. Yeah, he can't fight the inevitable. And someday it's going to be his team unless Lori sells it. Uh, Let's squeeze Steve and Philly in here. Steve, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, hey, first, I just want to say, ESP, I love your takes. I just love how everybody get pedo every time you make a take. <laughs> so true, man. People <laughs> can't handle it. it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I just love that. But um, I'm just calling um, mainly just uh, mainly just um, calling just to talk about Maxi. I mean, if you think that Maxi is going to get you anywhere far in the playoffs, you must have bumped your head or something. Thank you, you are crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Because um, at the end of the day, when you're in a seven-game series, when elite point guard, the game is elevated to another level. So um, and he's so young; people don't take that into consideration. Like he's in his second year. Right, exactly. He's in the second. He's in the second year, and then I don't know if you remember earlier earlier in the year, um, Emmanuel Emmanuel quickly gave him a razzle dazzle and made him fall. Yep. Well, imagine when he going against. He, imagine when he going against like Steph Curry in the seven-game series. Imagine and and he's not taking no no time off. And the regular season games, the elite point guards sometimes take days off, especially when they play against, you know, lower-level talent like a, like a Maxi or like a De'Aaron Fox or anything like that. But if, you got, if you're going against high talent, it has to be high-level competition. So in order, it's a proven players league. In order for you no, to compete, you have to get proven players. Steve, <clears throat> fantastic call. Call us more often. We're up against the break. But that's a really good point. Like, we talk a lot about Maxi 
we don't talk a lot about the inexperience. Like he's played in one playoffs. Like this is gonna. And he also barely played. Ba- comparatively, word. he played a lot. No, of my point was he wasn't a consistent. Starter. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's a fascinating point that that you know again and to the Embiid part of it. Like you have a window. Like however long that window is, we hope it's longer. We don't know, but like you have a window where you have the best player in the sport or one of the two or three best players in the sport. Like you have to take advantage. Maxi's not supposed to be ready to win a title right now. He's a late first round pick that's in his second year. First, second he's year exceeded point. expectations by a ton. Yes. And it's, we he's still not th- supposed to be yeah. ready. It's not a knock on him that he's not. There it is. 215-592-9494. One more segment for us. John Johnson coming up after that. We'll get to as many calls as we can. And hey, it is a great time of year. The big game is a week away. College and pro hoops in full swing. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app has your sports betting game plan. Winners need a game plan, right? The Parks Sportsbook app is the only sportsbook app that I recommend, that Elliot recommends, and so do many more here. John Ritchie, Mike Quick, Joe Conklin, Jody Mack, and a bunch more. Join us on the home team at Parks All Sports Action, plus 24-7 action at the Parks Casino online, and it's all right in the palm of your hand. Nobody does live in-game betting better. Wait until you experience the thrill of live in-game betting while the action unfolds in the big game between Cincinnati and Los Angeles. There are so many ways to wager on this game. Bet on player performance, like touchdowns, passing and rushing yards, and you can bet on what team will score first, last, and so many other things, and the Park Sportsbook app is safe and easy to use. You can bet on more than just the score. Check out the same-game parlays, which are a blast, and so much more. New customers make your first bet risk-free right now up to $500. Just download the app. In the app store, click parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS, that's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. Get in on all the action right now. The Park Sportsbook app, it's game time. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you for one more segment. John Johnson, after that, let's just get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Downingtown and talk to my brother, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What up, Paul? Hey, good, no, not much, man. I, I was just thinking about this, you know, anniversary in the Eagles Super Bowl, and I don't know if uh, anybody else experienced this, but my enjoyment of that moment was spoiled um, to some degree because maybe just being a, an Eagles fan my whole life, I I didn't believe it. Um, oh I wow! Sat there and and I, I kind of kept waiting for them to, you know, penalize the Eagles or to. I'm on the clock and say, oh, there was still a second or two left. I just, I kept waiting for them to give Tom Brady one more chance. I, I, I really think close to 20 seconds, you know, elapsed before I completely could believe it. Um, I, I was in such shock and I for, you know, quote unquote, them to take it from us um, that, that it really kind of, you know, diluted the excitement. And, and, you know, the only positive that comes from that is now when I watch like the replays or I see it again, you feel you know, that I, I know it's real. Yeah, so that well, excitement's there immediately. Paul, it's really funny because I and I look Eagles fan my life, and I you know had the same thing where it's like I I don't know if I'll ever see them win a Super Bowl. I always said I thought it would happen in an unpredictable way when it did, which is pretty funny because it did <laughs> definitely. But happened. I actually had the exact opposite experience in that, unbelievably, after the 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 half half at halftime of the NFC Championship game. I said the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl, and I believed it with all my heart. Like, I believed that wow. this team was special and there was something different happening here. And yeah. I, I spent the whole week leading up, even when the Patriots took the lead, the only time in the entire Super Bowl where I thought 
for half a second, maybe we're not going to win this game is after that Gronk touchdown and they took the 33-32 lead. But even then, it was like a half a second. I was like, no, Foles going to lead us down the field. Like, I really, for the first time in my life as an Eagles fan, I truly believe. Well, I remember after the Gronk took the lead that thinking like, wow, they, well, they better drive for like seven or eight minutes because if the Pats get the ball back, they're not going to win. And that's what they did. They went on a really long drive and killed a bunch of clock. Yeah, it was awesome. The two other thoughts I, I, I had on the game were – um, first of all, I'm glad the refs got together and decided they weren't going to make it to no fun league because so if that game true. played a month before Paul, it was, two oh. touchdowns don't count, and we Paul. lose that game by well, two touchdowns. For at least the Clement one, the the, the Ertz one, like it, it's again, rewatching it over, Pittsburgh it's too, ridiculous. Though, you know I mean? No, the Ertz one is like so clearly a touchdown. Even if you want to argue, like for he's holding the ball going over the goal line, it's it doesn't the ball over. to exactly. Yeah, like, they took it away thought, from the tight end. In Pittsburgh, I thought like, no, nothing close. Like that, I thought that was so so silly that it was even a discussion. But I agree that Clement won easily could go either way. And at the end, the third step, he gets the two steps in, he's kind of, and he has the ball, and that third one is like right on the line, and you can't tell. What a throw, too. Amazing throw. We don't talk, drop the bucket. Yeah, and and, and just, you know, maybe the the last thing, you know, on on that Super Bowl, um, ah, forget it. I just just spaced on it. Sorry about that, guys. Under the Sixers. um, (laughs) Yeah, it happens, man. I'm 52. I got to take some brain pills. But, you know, the Sixers, I, I really, Embiid's window, as much as I love the guy, I, I just see the high side of, like, four years. And I hate saying that because I want him to play forever and I want him to be, you know, dominant for as, as long as he can be. But I look at that body and I look at his injury past, and, and look, I, I'm coming down on high guy, side the, for his, four years. Yeah, look, the history of guys his size in the NBA aren't great. I mean, exactly. it just is what it is. So, no. right, so I hate saying put, you know, put Maxi, put whoever in a deal because I don't want to waste what we have in Embiid, you know, by, by – by inaction, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's Paul. like I'd rather be I'd rather be damned because we did than because we didn't. You uh, know what I mean. So as, as much as I love Maxi, if that's what it takes to get somebody, you know, in here that can make us a championship contender, then I love you, Maxi. Good luck to your brother, and I'll watch your career. But you got to go. Paul you know is always I mean? fantastic. On and look, I I that's where we're at too. And and again, like as much as I think you would regret giving up Maxi if he turns into a really great player, like. I think that the ceiling of that great, like he's not going to turn into the top twenty guy in the NBA. He's not going to be Bradley like, Beal. Yeah. He's not going to be James Harden. Like Tyrese Maxey, I'm not worried about him going somewhere else and turning into the guy where you're like, well, he's carrying his team to the playoffs every year. I don't think that's what he's going to be. Let's go to Brumall and talk to Rob. Robbie, hey, happy up, forty-one to thirty-three day. Amen. Well said. Sir. Well said. Um, yeah, I I have a thing with the the QB. Uh, situation with the Eagles. I probably look at it through rose-colored glasses. I watched all the University of Pittsburgh football games this year because my daughter's a freshman, and she took a very big interest in going to all the games, and we texted. And, As she should, by the way. That's that's the move. And she had a great time watching the season, and when the Eagles were 2-5, and five, she said, do you think they have a shot at taking Kenny? And I said, that's a possibility. And on the midday show this week, Ray Diddy said that he was the one, the only one that he would take in the first round. Uh, I, I, I would hate, I would hate to see that kid go to New York or Washington. James is not a pick. Uh, Rob, like I get it, and I'm not totally damning from this, but like 
He's got like really small hands. Not like like yeah, Joe Burrow's. I know like, so Joe, Joe, so Joe Burrow is. Joe Burrow's hands are nine inches. <laughs> Kenny's like eight and a quarter. He's like significantly smaller. Like I'm a big believer in like hand size in the NFL matters. Russell Wilson, gigantic hands. Like I, I do think that stuff matters. Like you need to be able to manipulate a football in any situation. Hang on to a football in any situation, but put it where you need it. And like. We've all held a football, right? Like, I know my hands aren't that huge. When I hold an NFL football, like, I just can't hold it as well as I would like to to be able to put it exactly where I want it. I think it matters. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I just don't, like, I already promised to buy his pro jersey. I just don't want to have to buy a I get uh, it. Giants look, or Robbie, a you got commander's it. jersey. And look, he might, I do, there are other things I like. Like, uh, watching him play when you don't think about the inside, like, there's stuff that's impressive. Like, he can move a bit. He's got an arm. Like, he seems like he's a... A uh, 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 likable guy and all that type of stuff, the charisma that matters at that position and stuff. So, I don't, Rob, yeah, I, go ahead. Uh, no, but I, I like. I think if you're going to take a guy in the first round, like he would be the only one I would want to take. Malik Willis looks like he's going to be a project, and that even the arm strength. The dude doesn't read defenses when he well, walks. Well, Rob, plays. I get that, but we don't. And good call. We don't know. Like yeah. again, like my I concern with McLeod is he played at Liberty. Yeah, and yeah. and again, like when you get to the NFL, like we had Boomer Esiason on the midday show talking about Hurts, and he was like, quarterbacks don't even understand what they're looking at in the NFL until their third year. Some guys get it in their second if they're super advanced. Joe Burrow, an example yeah. of that. But like most quarterbacks do not even understand what they're looking at until their third year how in the many, NFL. So like I, I think that whole like camp like that's a. A misnomer. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. We don't know, but I, I don't I don't think that's, like, known yet. How many years did Mahomes say? One year. One year. Okay, so his second year. He, totally. He got and he had it, a yeah. great coach showing yep. him what he's doing, teaching him, look at that, look at this, watch Alex Smith, see it, what, how he's doing this stuff. You learn from Alex Smith. There's so many different factors that play into that. So I, I think that's an overrated concern at the moment. And, again, look, now we're not talking to these guys. Like, the, the coaches may talk to Malik Willis. Or or Kenny Pickett, yeah, and not like the way he looks at the field and looks at scheme and understands scheme. And all. We don't know that, but I don't think you could say that from where we're standing or where the fans are standing. Let's go to Philly and talk to Mike. What up, Mike? Hey, how's it going? What up, Mike? How you doing? I'm good in yourselves. Thank you guys for having me on the call. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for calling. What's in your mind? Um, honestly, I just think uh, Philadelphia fans are a bunch of uh, FOMO guys and instant gratification people when it comes to our teams and quite frankly like we've been disappointed for a long time in regards to all of our oh my God, um, yeah. all of our teams you know what I mean and, but two championships and kinda... in my, my lifetime I mean three if you count 83 but I was two years old so like in my cognizant lifetime as a fan of all four Philly teams I've won two championships so yeah yeah we have you know you know what I mean so it's like um for me it's just as far as the Eagles are concerned you know, Jalen Hurts is in his second year, and um, and and our fans are honestly just being a little too hard on him, in my opinion. And if you look at his uh, statistics in line with like you know people like Lamar Jackson, they're relatively the same as far as the first two seasons go. So it's like we're I think we're doing a little bit too much as far as uh you know thinking about him as like hey like we should get rid of him to get rid of, to get uh an old Russell Wilson or an old Aaron Rodgers or anybody like that. And um, like Aaron Rodgers is definitely old, but yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson's not that old. He's thirty-two. He's gonna be thirty-three. He's not that old. Yeah. And Mike, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 
And look, I think like I think it goes both ways, right? I think like you can look at someone like Russell Wilson and say, I think he's got five good years left. Who knows? I also think that we make a mistake, and I, I know certain people on this station say it that like, look at Tom Brady, quarterback. Yeah, you can't play. go by that. No, Tom Brady yeah. is the all-time exception to everything. Like that guy, and he even said it. Like when Tom Brady retired, his reasoning was, I believe football is an all-in commitment. You either have to be willing to give a hundred percent of your dedication and time to being the best you could be at this sport. Or don't do it. And that's what Brady was. Like, he was a, a, a fanatic about work, keeping his body in shape, learning this, that. Like, it was so life. Like, you have to have that level of commitment and that level of to your body, to everything, to and luck to Alex, last that exactly long. what I was going to say. And this is not diminishing Brady at all, but let's be honest. He there's, takes another hit to his knee at 40. Luck, who knows? Right, there's right? luck involved in this. Yeah. So, I, yeah, Brady played till he's old. I don't think you can use that. But I don't think Russell Wilson's in that discussion. The, the only thing with Russell is, you want to, like, ideally win. Oh, you know, obviously, you want to win a Super Bowl. But it's like a three-, four-year window type of thing. It's not a six-, seven-, eight-year window. But that's also a misnomer, too. I don't want to hear about five-, seven-, well, we just saw, window. again, we just yeah. saw, the, I, I think the Bengals winning six games last year and being in the Super Bowl really messes with all that stuff. It it's is very— six, six years ago, Chip Kelly was the head coach. And then the, Think of we, how long that is. Remember we talked about when Chip Kelly was got fired? It's like the the— disaster he's left us with. We right. won the Super Bowl two years exactly. later. Exactly, so, 100%. So, yeah, I think he can change in a hurry. All right, uh, this was awesome. Super go fun Sixers to be back. Radio. Go Sixers, go Birds, all of it. Um, thank you to everyone who called in. Uh, if we didn't get to you, I'm so sorry. We'll get to you next week. We got to everyone we could in the time we had. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you. Yep. Thank you, Dan Wilson, Moshe Kravitz. Thanks for having me, buddy. This was fun. Thanks for coming. I'm back, baby. I'm back. back. I'm day. back, and I'll be back Monday, too, and all that. So thank you to everyone who listen, John Johnson's coming up next. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.